Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hello, is your mother home? We just firing off dial tones around here? Do I, do I have to do like I did with Marshall? I just have to start saying, are we firing off? Uh, yeah, any, anyway, welcome into the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out on the, in the uh, Key Studios on this Monday evening with you. With you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take your smartphone, take your Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your Nikon camera, your amplifier, your clock radio, whatever your device is, just download it to be able to catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, it's follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there producing the show on the other side of the glass. He's got dial tones hammering off everywhere. Day-Day's in the house at D.D. Lewis for real. Lot to get into with you here this evening as uh, let's start with the Braves as a a good weekend, uh, a good series win for Atlanta. And look, this is this coming week. I've been I've been looking forward to this this coming week because we're going to head into Memorial Day weekend. And obviously for there's a lot of nudniks out there that you know, are the uh, people that, well, I, I don't look at standings until uh, Memorial Day. I don't I don't look at MLB standings till Memorial Day. Uh, okay, all right. So anyway, so we're coming to that point a week from tomorrow being Memorial Day. So, so those folks only have a week to go. But this is a very intriguing seven games that the Braves are going to be involved in. Obviously, three tonight with the L.A. Dodgers. Um, obviously, Freddie Freeman back uh, in the mix. 
Um, I'm sure we're going to see Charlie 15,000 times and the family and blah, 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 you know, all the, the fault or all that comes with having Freddie Freeman back in town, back with Atlanta. Um, but they have the they have the most wins in the National League along with the Atlanta Braves. Braves have a better winning percentage than the Dodgers do. Braves are 29 and 17. Dodgers are 29 and 19. So the two winningest teams in the National League square off. And then the next four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is the full Dolph Phillies that come to town. And look, they're seven back right now. And I'm not saying if the Braves win three out of four that they completely punch him in the nose and, you know, it, and it's over for the Phillies, but it ain't good. Because here's the thing. This is not like last year where the Mets and the Braves were the first and second place team. And, you know, what? what's our guy's name? Um, Salmon, uh, Salmon Lipskitz. Salmon Lipskitz. What's his name? Sal Lipskitz. So he, when he made that proclamation that the NL East was over, well, the Braves were in second place at that time. The Phillies have the Mets and Marlins ahead of them. So not only would they be about 10 games back, but you're looking at, okay, you have to overtake two teams, just even get into second place, then obviously overtake the division leaders. So it would not be in, you know, in the Phillies' best interest to find a way to lose at least three out of four games in Atlanta here and certainly not, you know, close some of the gap in the NL East. They could really find themselves behind the eight ball, even though they're still, you know, whatever, a third of the way to go through the season. They would find themselves behind the eight ball because you've got three teams to overtake. And obviously, you could be a playoff team, but they are, they're already below 500 at 22 and 24. There are some teams that are hanging in there. Look, Arizona's off to a really good start, 27 and 20. Obviously, the Mets are 25 and 23. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 24 and 22. So there's some teams that are having good starts to their season. So the Phillies could really get themselves in trouble if they end up blowing this series big time to the Atlanta Braves. So this is a very intriguing week of baseball games headed into a good point of the year with Memorial Day. And we'll obviously see what the Braves are going to do here this evening. Um, Charlie Morton is on the mound tonight for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, your lineup uh, tonight. Uh, Ronnie Olson Murphy uh, in the three spot like that. Um, Riley Rosario Albies uh, and then Ozuna, Arcia, and Michael Harris. Your seven, eight, and nine uh, on the mound as Charlie Morton is pitching tonight. Look, Morton's been really good here of late. He's he's pitched really well. He's got the strikeouts right. He's getting the strikeouts. Big thing is for him, he's not giving up the home runs that he did this past year. And his ERA is showing for it, right? And his ERA has been outstanding on the season because he's not giving up the long ball, hence, you know, a 285 ERA. And look, Braves need their, hor- Braves need their three horses. We're going to see all three of these horses in this Dodger series. Morton, Strider, Elder. All three of those guys are going to pitch in this series. So take our best that we have available against, you know, the better team, you know, the best team, you know, arguably one of the two best teams in the National League, and see what we can do. 
And Morton's got 49 strikeouts in 47 in a third inning, but only four homers given up on the year. That's the difference. That That's the thing that got him in trouble last year, hasn't gotten him in trouble this year, and he's got his strikeouts back, right? He was still a 200-strikeout pitcher last year, but still averaging a little bit more than nine strikeouts per nine innings. That's a really good number to have, especially for a 40-year-old pitcher. But, again, um, this will be an interesting series. Should be a lot of fun all week long for Braves baseball, and uh, we'll certainly keep up to date about everything that is going on. And it is raining right now outside here, so um, we'll see if there's any delays or any sort of thing like that that um, is going to slow them down uh, just a bit. Um, I'm sure that there's been updates, but I haven't seen them quite yet because I'm doing a radio show. Anyway, um, United finds a way to get a draw in Chicago. Um, Good to get a draw on the road. That was a very back-and-forth game. Um, You know, certainly United thought they had their chances. Uh, So let's see here. Braves and uh, Dodgers don't look like they're going to start on time. That's from Bill Plunkett. Um, So it looks like they won't get started on time. But United finds a way to get a draw in Chicago. Good point. Probably should have been three. But, okay, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Now on the road in Orlando. And it would be nice to get the three. You know, Orlando's another opportunity where, okay, they're not too bad, but certainly we can beat them on the road. But let's see what United does as um, they only get a point uh, when all was said and done here over the weekend. Uh, Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Championship. He wins by a couple of strokes, his fifth major. And now we finally got a live golfer to win a major. Now let's see how much of this talk is, will a live golfer ever win a major? Okay, well, that's been done now. So we had we didn't have to wait real long. We didn't have to wait forever today. So we, we've, we've got our live golfer that's, you know, uh, officially a major champion. Now moving forward, obviously, this, this becomes kind of a secondary storyline. I, I know it's a big deal in the world of golf, you know, with everything going on, but still, um, you know, it won't have the same luster if somebody else wins because like, oh, okay, well, they've already done that before. So, anyway. Um, and the Heat and the Nuggets go up 3 to nothing in their respective series. So, uh, look, Denver – Denver took it to L.A. I watched a lot of that game uh, the other night. And, um, you know, again, Murray and Joker, right? What Murray have, 30 in the first half? I think, the, I think the all-time playoff record was 39 in the first half of a game. Murray had 30 in the first half. They could not stop him. And, look, I don't want to say it's over for Boston and L.A. It's over for Boston and L.A. Like, they ain't. They ain't beaten. Now, what is it, the stat? Um, it, it, first off, it's no team has ever come back from 3-0. And I forget how many teams that that has happened to. But no team has ever come back from 3-0. They've come back from 2-0, but never have come back in a playoff series down three games to none. So when I tell you that that has been almost as sure a bet to, as you could possibly have, it's been about the most sure bet that you could possibly have. And the Nuggets go to try to close out the Lakers here this evening. That game is coming up at 8.30. So Denver is in L.A. Did anybody see Jack Nicholson? Did you see Jack Nicholson Sitting at the game? Sitting courtside, yeah. 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 And that was because 
wasn't there was what a couple of weeks ago it was like his first appearance where he was right. on the balcony we talked about that. Right. and all that stuff and then yeah I saw him courtside and I was like oh there he is kind of looks how kind of looked how he looked on the well, balcony. Well, I mean, has he been on a meth and hooker bender? <laughs> as, as I mean, in all honesty, like that's how you look when you've gone two weeks a on crystal meth, b without sleeping, and c hookers laying all around you. Like that's the look that that's the look and the hairstyle that you have for all that. He couldn't have just I either worn a ball cap or just kind of like matted down his hair a little bit. I don't know. Like, I mean, listen, I, I love Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson in the old days wouldn't have looked like that at courtside. But you know what? This could be maybe he's filming because remember when Denzel was going through that look with the mustache and everybody yeah, I, was trying he ain't to film enough. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's home, unless it's home movies with his crystal meth and hookers. Okay, maybe he's got some home movies he's filming with crystal meth and hookers. He ain't filming anything. He ain't filming. He hadn't been seen in in a month, and that's how he that's how he came out and appeared. I mean, listen, Jack Nicholson's the only guy that could get away with that, right? He's like the only guy that you know. It's like, oh, that's Jack. Yeah. By yeah. the way, they didn't even have they when they showed him on TV. They didn't even put his full name up there. They just put, put Jack. Jack yeah. yeah, just put Jack up there. Like, ah, yeah, we know. It's Jack. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nicholson's uh, there. You know. Uh, is Lou Adler still alive? Because that was always the guy who sat next to uh, Jack Nicholson. I don't know if Lou Adler is still alive or not. He, he, was the, he was the famous record producer and all that. Um, worked, did a lot of stuff with the Mamas and the Papas and people like that. But it was always Lou Adler that was sitting down there next to him. He may be dead by now. Because he, he, I, think, I think he was... You know, it was a handful of years ago. Like he was a hundred. No, he's still alive. Is he really? Yeah. How old is he? He's eighty nine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And and how old's Jack Nicholson? How how old? See how old Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson's got to be in his mid eighties himself. He's got to be. I'll say eighty. I'll say eighty six for Jack Nicholson. Spot on. Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. yeah. Just turned eighty six last yeah. month. Yep. So there you go. Uh, and listen, he celebrated. <laughs> he. He definitely, he definitely had some kind of party going on. So uh, again, but that was that was great. Like that was that was the highlight of any NBA playoff game this weekend is seeing Jack Nicholson sitting courtside and just with that kind of look and and the thumbs up and everything like that. So uh, congrats to Jack on his uh, coke and hooker bender for you know a month now. All right, when we get back, Bob Nightingale is going to join us. Talk some uh, Major League Baseball with him. We'll uh, do the Braves, and we'll bounce around the majors as well. Chuck Ray in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 99 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the key studios on this Monday evening with you as uh, we're trying to see if Braves and Dodgers are going to get underway here shortly. Um, looks like maybe the start of this game is going to be backed up just a little bit. So, obviously, rain moving through Atlanta here. Let's uh, head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Speaking of baseball talk, we talked to our buddy Bob Nightingale, USA Today MLB columnist. Follow Bob on his Twitter page, at Nightingale. Bob, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta this evening. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Chuck. You know, this this is going to shape up to be, I think, a fun week for the Braves because we we get to see the Dodgers for three games, and really the three healthy starters that we have are all going to pitch Martin, uh, Morton, Strider, and Elder. And then you got the Phillies for four games where this is our first time seeing them. Um, I'm not saying that you can knock out the Phillies, but you could give them a real good body blow to the ribs if you take three out of four from them. This is shaping up to be a pretty good week, and is this sort of a, a little bit of a litmus test for Atlanta as they're going to see the Dodgers and Phillies this week? Well, particularly Dodgers. You know the Dodgers will be there. Uh, you know, we'll see about the Phillies. I might think at this point, I mean, it's kind of crazy to say this, uh, you know, week before Memorial Day, but it's almost like it'd be stunning if uh, Atlanta doesn't win the division. You know, it's almost like their division will lose, and let's see who's going to be the wild card team, so he'll go along with them. Uh, I just don't uh, see anyone staying with them. You know, Mets possibly, if everything goes right, you know, to play a little bit of baseball now with with the young kids. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't see the Phillies staying with them. Phillies uh, have too many uh, too many pitching problems. Um, so no, I, I think, you know, I really believe it. it's Atlanta's division to lose. And then we'll see who's uh, going to be playing October long with them. You know, Bob, Charlie Morton has had a bit of a reversal of fortune. He's not given up the home run ball this year. He's still striking out lots of batters. Uh, I mean, again, for a nearly 40 year old pitcher, this has been a really good bounce back for him to get on track this year with an ERA below three and five wins already. Yeah, I mean, now we know why, you know, Atlanta getting that extension. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in the industry kind of raise their eyebrows like, whoa, you know, with his age and stuff, you know, you sure you want to give him $20 million? And, uh, you know, he's such a big mentor in that clubhouse, too. You know, it means so much to so many people. 
So no, it's a uh, you know great to see what he's doing. Uh, you know, once, once they start getting all their pitchers back and everything else, you know, it should be a uh, you know pretty smooth sailing. Smooth you know, not going to wear that everybody everybody stays healthy. You know, one of the other guys that has been, you know, again, I'm not going to speak for all of Major League Baseball, but certainly here in Atlanta has been Orlando Arcia, who's been both good defensively, but his offense has been outstanding. He's had so many clutch hits, hitting the ball really well, still hitting over 300, a uh, 380 on base percentage. I mean, this this is the best of everything for the Braves that, you know, look, they didn't spend the money on Dansby, and they've got a guy that is just – Picking right up where he left off. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anybody that saw this coming. Uh, you know, even the, our, our CF fans. It's like you know to play to play this good to play uh, as solid a shortstop. You know, as there is in the game right now. Uh, you know, huge, you know, huge uh, help for uh, for Atlanta because I mean, everybody thought, oh man, you let Swanson go on the heels of uh, you know Freeman going too. You know, how you can survive that. And they certainly have uh, at a at a very reasonable cost. You know, Bryce Elder is another guy that has been really good for the Braves this year. He pitched a lot of good baseball down the stretch for them last year. Now three and zero with a two oh six ERA. Where are you starting to see him kind of creeping into some of these discussions about you know some of the good, really good young pitchers in Major League Baseball? I mean, him and Strider are from that same, and Jared Schuster, the guy who pitched yesterday. They're all from that 2020 draft class, and and you know over the last couple few years they've gotten so many good contributions out of their real young guys. Yeah, I mean give a lot of credit to that scouting department, and of course uh, Dana Brown, uh, you know who's now with the you know, Houston. Uh, no, he was uh, fabulous picking the right guys, everything else. So I think a lot of times what helps is when you have you know young guys like that just kind of feeding off each other. Uh, you know, you guys says, okay, if he can do it, I can do it, uh, type of thing. So it's a uh, you know great thing to have. I mean, we, you see a lot of the great rotations is having uh, you know other guys go along with them. You know, whether it's you know Johnson Schilling back in the Dimac days, or you know Max, you know Smoltz and Glavin, you know old Atlanta days. But just nice to see uh, guys push each other, and I think that's what's happening here. You know, nobody wants to be that weak link. Bob Nightingale, National MLB columnist for USA Today, joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. All right, where is Ronald Acuna Jr. this year in as far as pecking order of best players in Major League Baseball? Right now, you got to say I mean, he's a clear-cut winner MVP race, or clear-cut leader, I should say. Uh, you know, the MVP voting you know, came in now. Uh, he'd be unanimous. Uh, he's playing as, as good, if not better, than any player in the game. I mean, right now you'd say, okay, you'd say, is it a Kuna? Is it a uh, is it Aaron Judge? Is it Shohei Otani? Uh, but with, with, what what Acuna is doing right now, you'd probably put him uh, above Judge and Otani too. So let's bounce around the league a little bit, Bob. If uh, if you had a vote today for AL MVP. You giving it to Aaron Judge, or are you giving it to a Marcus Simeon from the Texas Rangers? Yeah, or maybe, or maybe <laughs> Rollins Garcia of the Rangers. Yeah, what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I I like voting for guys whose teams make the playoffs or in first place, and you know, in this case, what Texas is doing. But yeah, I mean, Simeon's been fantastic too, but so has uh, you know, so has Garcia. 
uh, yeah, they've had a lot of production. I mean, obviously they're doing well because they're leading the, leading the major leagues in runs. You wrote a column here recently about the, the rebuild process for the Nationals and Oakland and all that. And, you know, I, I just I, – I look at the Oakland A's, and I just and, – and we've talked about this before, but 10 and 38, Bob, and, and it's an embarrassment. And, you know, they're going to Vegas, and we talked about that. I mean, I, I just – I look at them as – they were a great franchise, not not just a good franchise, but I mean, through the seventies to the nineties, they were a great franchise, and now it's just disgraceful. Like, how do we keep these teams from just? I mean, literally, they're not at the bottom; they're they're below the bottom, you know, when it comes to the Oakland A's, and you know, the Nationals are at least respectable. I mean, and they won the World Series a few years ago, but I just look at this Oakland team, and it's like. It's embarrassing for the game of baseball how bad they are. Oh, it is. It's, it's a Triple A team playing in a uh, in the major leagues. I mean, they're not just getting beat every night; they're getting hammered every night. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they were okay, respectable in the uh, in Houston over the weekend, lost some close ones. But all in all, I mean, what uh, about scored by about 170 runs so far? You know, you know, it upsets their owners too. It's like, wait a minute, now this team is getting revenue sharing, so we're paying these guys when they have a uh, a $59 million payroll, uh, you know, they raise their ticket prices to make sure people don't come. Uh, I think that series against Arizona last week, they drew a total of 9,000 uh, fans. So, no, it is embarrassment to baseball. I mean, you know, come uh, you know, come September, everything else, you know, who's ever playing Oakland's got a huge advantage. It's almost like automatic buys. You know, we, we've talked about Arizona before, Bob, and I know, I know you're in that area. Why why has Arizona been so good? I mean, they, they continue to surprise 27 and 20. They're plus 12 in run differential. Um, you know, they're nipping at the Dodgers' heels. I mean, can they keep this thing a race for, you know, 162? I think they can keep a race for a playoff spot, but not the division. I think at some point the, the lack of pitching shows up. Their bullpen's very shaky. They really had just two primary starters, you know, Zach Gallen. Uh, I'm trying to get the other guy's name. Uh, he's our number, uh, Merrill Kelly, uh, their number two guy. Uh, and then, then it's then it's just three kids. But they uh, they're scrappy. They uh, very good, uh, very good defense. Uh, outfield, if that ball's in the air, it's going to get caught. Uh, Corbin Carroll should be, uh, you know, he's a huge favorite for you know rookie of the year. Uh, but yeah, and they you know sent a couple of kids down to uh, outfielders down the Maryland League. Their kids come up and, and uh, play lights out. But been been playing very, very good defense. And the trade with uh, Toronto has really worked out well. You know, when they when they got uh, Goriel's brother, you know, he's he's done well. And uh, Marino behind the plate has been a fabulous rookie catcher. How frustrating is it to be the Toronto Blue Jays? You sweep the Braves, you're twenty five and twenty two and you're still eight and a half games out of first place in that division. I mean, that's got to be just like, what do we have to do to, you know, to, to succeed here? But Tampa, Baltimore, you know, the Yankees are sitting at third, and they're 29 and 20. Like, there are some real top-heavy teams in that division. Oh, it's going to be a shame when one of those five teams don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, right now, it certainly looks like a, uh, the other three are. I mean, we know the AL Central is going to get only one team. Uh, AL West may only get one team, but yeah, just a uh, unbelievable division. You know, good, good for them that there's a new schedule out. 
So you play short 13 times instead of 19 times. Makes it more fair for the uh, wild card races. But yeah, it's a, it's unbelievable what they've done. Uh, I'm surprised. I thought Toronto would have a better season, uh, but they've been their their starting pitching hasn't been nearly as strong as I think everybody anticipated. You know, Bob, and I don't know what the numbers are across all of Major League Baseball, but it does seem like that there has been a noticeable uptick in the stolen bases. Um, Ruiz leads. Baseball with 24 steals. Obviously, Ronald Acuna, he's got 18 steals. You know, you got some guys that are on pace for some pretty good numbers. You know, if nothing else, look, I love stolen bases, and I I, I love speed in baseball and, and guys just, you know, running around the bases. It does seem like, you know, if nothing else, that part of getting increases in the game has worked out so far in baseball. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Uh, you know, stolen base uh, attempts are 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 up, not hugely up, but they're up. But the uh, the percentage of being successful right now is at, at a record rate. So if you got some uh, decent speed, you're going to take off. You can time those pitchers. Uh, you know, the bases are bigger too, so it doesn't make it more fun. You know, hey, that's why you know, you get always sick of just guys you know taking walks and stuff like that. Well, if you're going to steal second base, you know. Then, there you go. You're in scoring position, and that's why runs are, uh, you know, slightly up this year too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many, uh, you know, what the, the draft classes are in, in the future. Instead of just trying to get these big boppers and say, you know what, Let, let's get a guy that put the ball in play. You know, I'm mean, like a Luis Arise from uh, from Miami. Now you wish he had more speed, but those type of guys that always put the ball in play. I, I know it sounds like a funny question in some ways, but is Garrett Cole back? I mean, is I mean he's five and zero. His ERA is barely two. Um, he's made the most starts in baseball. He's got a complete game and a shutout to it. Does it feel like he's back to what he was a few years ago when he was with the Astros? It does. Uh, you know, particularly you're pitching the uh, AL East. Uh, great lineups. So no, I, I I think he's definitely back. You know, unfortunately for him, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, for him, you're judge what you're doing in September, October. Uh, they got him to be that that ace uh, in, in come October. So you know, and he's had some uh, some bad uh, some bad outings uh, in the playoffs with the Yankees. So you know, no matter what does in regular season, I think that's what give me the litmus test is what what will this guy do. Uh, you know, to help him get to the World Series. Bob Nightingale, he's the USA Today MLB columnist. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Nightingale. Join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Bob, as always, appreciate a few minutes in Atlanta. We will certainly chat again soon. All right, look forward to it. You got it. When Gary Stoken, president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, is going to join us up next. We'll talk about this new playoff format, and certainly it does benefit the Peach Bowl. Chuck, we're in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Monday evening with you. Uh, getting ready for some Braves baseball. They are going to get underway here. It looks like shortly uh, Morton was going to the bullpen to start getting loosened up and warmed up and everything like that. So hopefully we'll get some Braves baseball going here in just a little bit. Well, we saw the expansion to the uh, 12-team playoff. We got basically the kind of rough draft outline format of what the next few years are going to look like. And this man has certainly got to be happy with all of that. We head out to the waitfor.com hotline. The president, the CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Gary Stoken, joining us. Gary, as always, buddy, thanks for a few minutes uh, with us here on the show tonight. Sure, always glad to be with you guys. So, you know, obviously you've got a busy time with the Peach Bowl. So I guess we're going to get a New Year's Six game this year. Then it's going to be the college football playoff championship and then a national semifinal game. I think you guys are in pretty good shape coming moving forward uh, in this expanded playoff era. Well, you're right. The Peach Bowl, uh, with our array of games over the next three years, uh, we're going to be involved in not only, as you say, the quarterfinal game in 24, but we'll be uh, assisting the rest of Atlanta uh, put on the national championship game in 25. January and then in 25 in the fall we'll start the kickoff game with Georgia versus Clemson uh, that year so to have uh, Georgia Clemson to kick off the season a quarterfinal game and then the national championship game uh, it's gonna be a heck of a year in college football in Atlanta in 2024-25. Gary I want to get your thoughts about what did you think about because I always thought that this was going to happen that if they expanded the playoffs, that these first-round games would be played on campus. Do you like that idea, or did you want to see some of the lower-tier bowl games get a chance to host some of those games? Well, I'd have a preference of putting them in a bowl situation. Um, I think that would be better for college football, for the the players. but obviously, I also understand on the other side that having these games on campus will help the ADs and the coaches and the universities, the presidents at those schools as well, being able to host the game. So I understand both sides. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see the first round on site. I do strongly, you know, believe that having the quarters and the semis, you know, at a neutral site. Uh, makes the most sense in the bowl-type atmosphere. Gary Stoken, president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Boy, joining us here on the com hotline. I know you guys have the kickoff classic game scheduled a few years out in advance. We're going to see Georgia and Clemson coming up. We're going to see, what, uh, Tennessee and Virginia Tech coming up as well. Um, you've got a few games that are already scheduled. How do you think the landscape changes for those games at the start of the season with the expanded playoff? Well, we've seen it uh, deteriorate the inventory for future kickoff games and that the ADs, I think, when they saw the playoff expand, uh, started scheduling tougher home-and-home contests uh, for two reasons. One is they believe that you can still lose a conference game and lose a tough non-conference game and the selection committee would still put you in uh, the playoff with 12 teams. And then secondarily, I think they saw their home uh, schedules start to uh, 
uh, season ticket base. We wanted to keep that uh, healthy because that means not only season ticket revenue, but it means merchandise revenue, concession revenue. So uh, I think that's one of the two reasons why you've seen more uh, athletic directors schedule home and home. Uh, now, we'll know next, I guess, two weeks what the SEC decision is going to be, whether they move to nine conference games or stay at eight. Uh, if they stay at eight, then there's a chance um, that there could be some more inventory left to do kickoff games uh, because the ACC, I was down in Amelia Island uh, at the ACC meetings last week, and they've decided to stay with eight conference games. Um, so if the SEC does the same, then I still, still think you have some inventory left. If SEC moves to nine, then it becomes a little bit more difficult. But the good news is we're scheduled with Georgia Tech Louisville this year, Clemson, Georgia, which will be a blockbuster game, you know, next year. And then we've got two games in 25 with Tennessee versus Syracuse and Virginia Tech versus South Carolina. So all four of those games will be sold out and, uh, you know, great games for the city of Atlanta from an economic impact standpoint and a great way to start the uh, college football season in Atlanta, the capital of college football. So do you think that this could be one of the unintended consequences of the expanded playoff is that we lose some of that opening weekend feel of college football? Because, you know, I, I compare it to, look, the NASCAR runs the Daytona 500 it's Super Bowl as its first race. And if you look at where college football is, whether it's your game or Jerry's World or just all of these games that we've had randomly over the years, whether it's been in the, in the, um, in the Citrus Bowl or this or that or the Superdome, it, it, it has been such a good opening weekend in college football that there are just these big games everywhere you look for four days. Could that end up starting to go away if – if this playoff with the expansion coming and, you know, maybe depending on what the ADs look at about, okay, we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot, could that be a byproduct of one of the things negatively that could be impacted in college football? What already started in that, uh, you know, Dallas, Jerry World hadn't had a game in three years. Uh, Orlando, the only reason they've got the FSU, uh, LSU game this year is that was my idea. And we had Florida State LSU scheduled to come here to Atlanta, but Willie Taggart got the Florida State job and wanted to play the game in Orlando. Uh, LSU wanted to play their game, their half of it in uh, New Orleans, and uh, it was supposed to be played in Atlanta. Um, we're kind of the last bastion of neutral ty type games on a consistent basis. And, uh, you know, we've been doing it since we did it first in 2008 and ironically enough when you mentioned daytona 500 uh, that's how i first started to market the game as the daytona 500 of college football and i received a cease and desist letter from daytona 500 <laughs> saying please stop calling it the daytona 500 of college football but that's what it was it was uh, uh prior to us starting the kickoff game format there was a lot of non uh non-meaningful uh, games that were kind of directional schools. And um, 
you know, we, we started the kickoff game, and all of a sudden uh, ESPN's ratings went up, attendance went up, um, and now there were, there were some copycats. Um, and now I think on the other side of it, you'll see a lot of those games being played at home and home sites moving into the future. Do you still want to keep the kickoff game featuring either an SEC team or an ACC team? I mean, obviously in the old days of the Peach Bowl, I mean, SEC, ACC, and it was always doing monster numbers. It was always by itself on New Year's Eve and and just – it was the, you know, kind of the center of the universe for that evening leading into New Year's Day games. Do you still want to try to keep that SEC, ACC feel to the kickoff game? Well, that was part of the strategy in the beginning because for, uh, you know, about 20 years we had such great success in the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and in the Chick-fil-A Bowl with ACC versus SEC. We sold out all the time, had great TV ratings, and as soon as we moved, uh, started to move into a playoff format, you know, we um, tried to get into the BCS when they added a fifth game. Um, but the four bowls, the Sugar Rose, Orange, and, and uh, Fiesta, uh, went to a double host model. They, they told the commissioners, let us host our bowl game, and then two weeks later we'll rotate the national championship. And we lost out, us in the Cotton Bowl, with the opportunity – to become that fifth BCS Bowl. So being the competitor that I am, <laughs> I created the kickoff game format, and um, it's it's proved to be very beneficial. It's changed basically the face of college football on the front side of the season because, as I said, there were a lot of non-directional school games that weren't selling out ticket-wise, weren't providing any real uh, ratings on TV, and as soon as we started this, it changed the whole face now where you see, you know, Texas, Alabama playing in week two, um, you know, and into the future, you'll see a lot of games on week one that you would have never seen prior to us starting the kickoff game format. Last question for you, Gary. What's the next evolution in the Peach Bowl itself? I mean, obviously, we're hosting playoff games. We've hosted national championship games. What, what is the next step in the evolution of the Peach Bowl? Well, I think continue to do kickoff games into the future. Um, Continue to be in 2026. uh, You know, the the playoff is going to be um, recreated, so to speak, with uh, probably two to three TV networks. Uh, We want to stay a part of that to host uh, quarterfinals and semifinals. We'd love to host the national championship on a rotational basis. and one thing I've always wanted to do is have a weekend of uh, celebration of college athletics where you have uh, in November or December uh, the same two schools in town with their fans playing basketball Friday night in State Farm and then Saturday in uh, Mercedes-Benz playing college football. Uh, I think that would be a neat uh, Neat weekend for a lot of uh, great fans, and that's something that would be uh, cool for college athletics as well. Well, Gary, I've always told you that uh, Atlanta is the mecca of all things uh, college football, so um, continued success, Gary. Uh, obviously, I mean, listen, um, you got things rocking and rolling around there, and uh, Gary Stoken is the president and CEO of the 
Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and join me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Carrie, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes uh, here tonight and uh, continued success to you. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate you having us, and we appreciate what you guys do for college football as well. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we'll be a Falcons flyover. All your news and notes for the Falcons on this Monday evening. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.